Ugh. I don't know what real rosé tastes like because I don't drink. But someone bought me Sparkling Rosé by Welch's. And it tastes so sour and sharp. Someone someone let me know if that's how real rosé tastes. I'm I'm not into this. I'll stick to my sparkling grape juice from now on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jana. Welcome to Booked. Today we are going to be talking about Batman and Son. It is a graphic novel, not a book. But it still counts as a book. Like, I am very much on the side of graphic novels, comic books, and mangas are books. Um, so if you disagree with me, too bad. <laughs> I will die on this hill. So what's so special about Batman and Son? Well, I'm so glad you asked. It is a <laughs> deluxe edition following the origin of Batman's son, Damien. It's so, so good. I finally got my hands on the deluxe edition. I used to have a bunch of the single issues on my phone. Well, not even my phone. It was on my iPod Touch, which was, I know, I was a very bougie uh, little middle schooler walking around with my iPod Touch. Couldn't text up soul, but I had my iPod Touch with my Batman single issues on it. <laughs> and I finally, I was looking through um, some library archives and I found the the comprehensive, like, deluxe edition, wow, so fancy, of Batman and Son. And oh my gosh, I have very strong opinions. I love this book. It was so good. And I really appreciate DC taking, well, and, and Marvel and all the comic book companies, really, taking these story arcs and putting them all together in like one volume because I'm really lazy and it is very hard to track down an arc. Like, Death of the Family almost killed me. <laughs> Literally, figuratively, whatever. Just trying to follow every single storyline from that arc, by the end of it, I was like sweating. I was like, all right, we have jumped around from Batgirl to Batman to Detective Comics to Red Hood and Outsiders to Teen Titans. Like, I just need, I just want this one story. I don't want to read all the new 52. <laughs> Uh, uh, that one was a good one, too. Maybe that's a different episode. Death of the Family, very, very good. If you're into Batman. <laughs> Even if you're not, just read it. It's good. But, yeah, Batman and Son is a comprehensive tale of the origin of Damien and his beef with certain other DC characters. I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Obviously. I think it is everything that Batman should be. I think the characterization in this of Bruce and Batman is amazing. Like, I don't know why movie directors aren't reading this issue. Like, this is the movie I want. Sure, the new Batman movie was great, but this is the Batman that I want, okay? My standards are freaking high. Sorry, Pattison, you just didn't live up. That's kind of the pitch, but let me give you a spoiler-free summary for anyone who's interested. Like I said, this issue starts out with a bang. Bruce is finally back. I don't know what happens before this issue. I am a nerd, but I'm not a big enough nerd to know what's going on. But it opens with Alfred basically giving Bruce a lecture, and he's like, dude, you are not Bruce Wayne. You are Batman 24-7. Can't stand it. Your emo butt driving me insane. 
we're gonna go to a party tonight and you're gonna party like there's no tomorrow. You're gonna bring home girls. You're gonna be a playboy. You're gonna be happy and you're not gonna growl at anyone. And Bruce is like, do I have to? And he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> so we go to the party. Bruce is all like, ugh, I'm not gonna have any fun. On the inside, that's his inner monologue. On the outside, he's doing his best. He's, you know, being a playboy, getting the girls, charming all the, all the, everyone. <laughs> um, and Alfred's like, dude, you're doing okay. Like, it's not the best. You're still growling at people. <laughs> Honestly, relatable. If I could growl at people, I totally would. The charity banquet place that they're in, the art museum, gets attacked by these giant man-bat creatures. It is not Dr. Langstrom. It is like a ton of ninja assassin bat, man-bat creatures, which is so much more terrifying because they fly down with full-on swords. Bruce puts on the costume, saves the world again, gets everyone out, but the man-bats are so much more powerful than him. And by the time they do apprehend Batman, he's like, I think I'm, I think I know who's behind this. Lo and behold, Talia al Ghul strides out with her little sexy self. And he's like, dude, yeah, I knew it was you because who else would give man bat mutant creatures ninja swords? And if that was the most surprising thing, he is not prepared because Talia then brings out a young boy and says, dude, this is your son, and then she leaves. <laughs> she gives him his kid and leaves, and Damien delivers the most iconic in-character thing he has ever said, which was, hello, father, I thought you'd be taller. Like, y'all, I had to take a minute, and I was like, dude, king, oh my gosh, what a sassy little child, little roguish straight child, I love him. Um, and this is one of the issues I had, like, back in the day, so iconic. Everyone should own it. The rest of this arc follows Bruce trying to raise Damien to not be a killer. Damien, of course, has a lot of moral conflicts. Um, it also follows a different storyline in which the GCPD is very, very corrupt, and a small faction of them have decided to become these, um, I don't know, apocalyptic Batmen here to herald the end of the world. But... Let's be honest, it's called Batman and Son. We're all here for Damien. And I love the places this story goes because obviously Bruce having a blood child is a little bit conflicting for our other Robins, Tim Drake and Dick Grayson. And I just love the character development here. I love all the relationship dynamics. And definitely go read it. Go read it. Go right now, read it. If you've seen the new Batman movie, go read this and you will understand why this is the movie that I want. That's the end of my spoiler-free summary. Now, we're gonna get into spoiler town. So, here's your warning. Formally, leave. Unless you want spoilers, you've been warned. Like I said, it makes such a difference reading an entire comic book arc in one place. Oh, oh, it's good. It is so, so good. From the art to the narratives, Grant Morrison's Batman just can't be beat. I might be biased. I love Grant Morrison's version of Batman. Um, I've grown up with it, so that might be why. So if he's problematic, I really just need to revisit the issues. This one, though, very, very good. We love. This volume is dark, funny, violent, intriguing, and sexy, which seems to be what everyone wants from a Batman movie. But, like, 
no one seems to get right. Because, like, let's break it down. The Christian Bale series, we've got sexy, dark, violet Batman. Okay, that's cool. The Michael Keaton version, we have funny, dark, sexy Batman. Still not hitting the mark. <laughs> the new Batman, we just have angst. And a little bit sexy. Like, that's just kind of sprinkled in there. So, it just feels like no one gets it right. Ben Affleck had none of it. Nothing. I don't care what anyone says. Ben Affleck, he wasn't even in in this criteria. He was somewhere off the map with his, his giant chin. They literally said, we want a Batman with a big jawline. And then they threw in Ben Affleck. So he's not, he's not even on the spectrum. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I just want people to read specifically Batman and Son and see, look, this is everything that you want. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Fun fact, um, Batman does crack jokes. And they're actually funny. Crazy, right? DC really needs to take a look at their source material sometime instead of revisiting the same five Joker plot lines. Like, I get it. Joker is an intriguing character. He's insane. That's fun to play with. He's also smart. That's fun to play with. But you can't just keep bringing the same villain back. Do you hear me, DC? You cannot keep bringing the same villain back. Please stop. <laughs> please, please, please. I really enjoy that they brought in the Riddler for this newest movie, but I would love, love to see these giant mutant man-bat ninjas on screen. I think there's a lot of room to play with that. Also, Talia, she is a super complex character, and I think that she gets so overlooked. Especially this, this volume specifically, like, really deals with how evil she is. And I'll get into that a little more in a few minutes. But I would love to see DC play with some of these villains, especially these, like, post-apocalyptic Batman that come in later. Like, these different versions of Bruce if he became evil. There's even one where Damien takes up the mantle and becomes this gun-wielding, blood-shedding Batman. And it is phenomenal. Terrifying. Phenomenal. <laughs> the first few chapters of this volume in this freaking beast. It's not even a volume at this point. It is a thick boy. It is a thick, thick comic book. You have been warned. <laughs> but the first few chapters of this beast go into Damien's origin. And again, this needs to be on the big screen. I feel like just throwing Damien into the mix gives so much more character to Bruce. Because... It brings him out of his, like, growly, broody Batman persona even more because he's, he's a father. He doesn't know how to be a father. He just, but he is one. Uh, whether he wants to be or not, and he, you know, he has this child forced upon him, and he wants to do his best to raise him, but also he's in this mental state where he's like, I'm not ready for a kid. Alfred literally just told me I'm not acting like myself. I've been super depressed. I don't know how I'm supposed to raise this child who was raised to kill me. Literally, one of Damien's character motivations is that he wants to surpass Bruce by, by killing him. Obviously, in later comic books, he gets his mind changed, his heart softened, he's a sweet little baby boy, and we love him. But in this volume, he is he's out for the kill. He tries to kill Tim Drake to show Batman that he is strong and that he deserves the mantle of Robin. 
and I feel like this brings out such a more like softer side of Bruce um that all the movies are like no no he's just angsty and emo and he's Batman all the time and he groggles marbles and stuff like no he is genuinely like a really caring person and he's so much more complex than the cape and the cowl now I do have some critiques this is not perfect by any means um obviously if you if you look at the art as gorgeous as it is it is very sexist just in the way that women are drawn you can definitely tell it's male gaze not female gaze um I kind of give it a pass just because that's the time period unfortunately um so all all the women got got the big boobs the small waist big butt every single one of them the issues included in this volume didn't seem to connect the overarching narrative, but I could have missed some context clues, like like the three Batman's arc. The only time it seemed to really mesh with the Batman and Son arc, where when Damien has this vision of the future and he's Batman and he's got a gun and he's taking out these other Batmen. Um, again, I might have missed some context clues on that one. I was I was kind of reading fast through some of those chapters because I was on a public service desk doing my customer service thing. But my biggest critique ever, and continues to be my critique with DC, is that, and most comic book companies, honestly, like this is too far looked over. Too often looked over too far. What is wrong with me? As usual, the writers skim over the fact that Bruce was sexually assaulted, which is why Damien was born. <sighs> Guys, I hate that DC so often skims over this. Um, it's happened in Nightwing, it's happened in Red Robin, it's happened countless times, but unless it's a woman getting assaulted, DC are writing, writers really are like, they just don't care. And that's an unfortunate stereotype we see too often. Uh, in media, in literally anything we consume, really. But men get assaulted, too. And this is a very serious issue that this comic book just tends to be like, oh, look, this happened. And the way they draw it kind of suggests that it's okay that it happened because Talia is so sexy. But it's not okay because it's still a crime. It still happened without consent. She literally drugged him, which is why I said Talia's, Talia's evil. But again, she's so manipulative and... Um, clever, really, that it gets skimmed over. People don't often think of her as evil, but this, this issue really solidified it for me. I mean, again, she is part of a terrorist organization, don't get me wrong, but this one was like, you literally assaulted someone, you drugged them, that's not okay, babe. Like, prison. You and Amber Heard, straight to jail. Um, do you see, they don't make light of it in this comic. I just get really frustrated that they, they just completely skim over it. They're just like, hey, this happened. Um, I would love to see a new era of DC where they're not afraid to explore male sexual trauma. Because again, it happens and it should be treated just as seriously as if a woman is assaulted. This era really just treated it like a normal one-night stand, even though Bruce clearly states he was drugged, doesn't remember what happens, what happened to him that night. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my biggest critique, biggest trigger warning in this comic book. 
But I feel like, again, this is such an important issue to have on the big screen. I would like for them to not show this in graphic detail, this scene specifically, but I would love for them to explore it more and normalize that men are part of the Me Too movement as well. It's not just um, consolidated to one gender. Um, and I feel like that would really do a lot for this new DC and their era of trying to be more progressive. I really want them to revisit this issue and show that Bruce really did struggle with it. And this isn't something you can just skim over. It's something that, you know, changed his life for better or for worse. Thankfully, you know, he loves Damien, but I feel like that he wouldn't really trust Talia to be anywhere near him. Maybe it would take him a little while to be around anyone, really. Maybe one day they'll get it right. But with this issue, it was not today. On to lighter subjects. Um, I really, really enjoyed this this volume. <laughs> I think it's so important for people to read if you're just getting into comic books or if you have loved Batman or you really love the new movie. Definitely check this one out. It gives so much more complexity to his character that is not often displayed on the big screen or in other comic book issues, honestly. And if you love Damien, you obviously essentially must read this because it is literally his origin. <laughs> what are you even doing? <laughs> I think that's all I have to say. Um, this one, this one was a good one. It was a complex one, has its ups and downs, but overall it's got the Jana seal of approval. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I will talk to you later. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We should be having some more movie episodes coming out soon once we get our adult lives together and can record again. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We are at Plotted Podcast, and my Instagram is at Right Through Chaos. Um, subscribe for updates whenever I remember to post them because. I'm very bad at that. <laughs> all right. I am signing off. Love all you beautiful people. And you will hear me very soon. Bye.